Maundy Thursday of all the days in Holy Week. Maundy Thursday, the day before Jesus' death, is a time for many layers of feelings, much like our own lives have been this past pandemic year. Because of this connection, it may be easier for us this year to hold the layers of feelings that permeate our scripture stories on this fateful day. Today, Jesus celebrates his last meal with his friends, a time of melancholy. This shared meal is our First Holy Communion, a time of celebration, a sharing of last and first. Jesus washes his disciples' feet, a time of humility, an action which defines Christian discipleship a time of honesty about the nature of power, a revelation of the depths of God's love and compassion, a revelation of the depths of the sorrow God shares with us, a time for watching and praying in a garden, a time of betrayal by a friend with a kiss, a time that challenges our understanding of loyalty and trust. A reading from the 13th chapter of John's Gospel. Just before the Passover feast, Jesus knew that the time had come to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved his dear companions, he continued to love them right to the end. It was supper time. The devil by now had Judas, the son of Simon the Iscariot, firmly in his grip, all set for the betrayal. Jesus knew that his father had put him in complete charge of everything, that he came from God and was on his way back to God. So he got up from the supper table, set aside his robe and put on an apron. Then he poured water into a big basin and began to wash the feet of the disciples, drying them with his apron. When he got to Simon Peter, Peter said, Master, you wash my feet. Jesus answered, You don't understand now what I am doing, but it will be clear enough to you later. Peter persisted, You're not going to wash my feet, ever. Jesus said, If I don't wash you, you cannot be part of what I am doing. Master, said Peter, Not only my feet, then, wash my hands, wash my head. Jesus said, If you've had a bath in the morning, you only need your feet washed now, and you're clean from head to toe. My concern, you understand, is holiness, not hygiene. So now you're clean, but not every one of you. He knew who was betraying him. That is why he said, not every one of you. After he had finished washing their feet, Jesus took his robe, put it back on, and went back to his place at the table. Then he said, Do you understand what I have done to you? You address me as teacher and master, and rightly so. That is what I am. So if I, the master and teacher, washed your feet, you must now wash each other's feet. I've laid down a pattern for you. What I've done, you do. I am only pointing out the obvious. A servant is not ranked above his master. An employee does not give orders to the employer. If you understand what I am telling you, act like it and live a blessed life.
they'd walked all day in the dirt and dust, trudged along roads and paths and hillsides. It was a dirty business. Sandals may have kept them protected from the worst of the stones, but they couldn't keep out the monk or stop the soreness creeping in. And so it was a looked-forward-to end-of-the-day ritual, foot-washing. But it was a dirty business. It was servants' work, and the more feet in the queue, the darker the water. Jesus took a towel and took up the servants' place. He knelt in front of them, placed his hands in their ever-dirtier water, and washed their feet, soothed their soreness, and toweled them dry. He said, this is an example to you. When I'm gone, be like this. And it was good that he showed them what a servant was, what they were to be, because there would be others, other examples, and they needed to know what they were called to do. reading is from the first letter to the Corinthians, chapter 11, beginning at verse 23. I received from the Lord the teaching that I passed on to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took a piece of bread, gave thanks to God, broke it and said, This is my body which is for you. Do this in memory of me. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup and said, This cup is God's new covenant sealed with my blood. Whenever you drink it, do so in memory of me. This means that every time you eat this bread and drink from this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Jesus gathered them in an upper room to share a meal. The friends who were there, Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew, James and his brother John, the sons of Zebedee, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew the tax collector, James the son of Alphaeus, Thaddeus, Simon the patriot, and Judas Iscariot. There also were the women who followed, helping to support them out of their own means. Mary called Magdalene, Joanna, the wife of Chusa, the manager of Herod's household, Susanna, and his own mother, Mary. Knowing that this would be the last time they were all together, knowing that this night, this meal, would be ingrained in their memory and that they would relive it over and over in the years to come, what did he say? He said, little children, I am with you only a little longer. You will look for me, and as I said to the Jews, so I say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. I give you a new commandment, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. That's what he said. And that's what he did, the last time they were together. He also made them a promise, that he wouldn't leave them orphaned and alone, 
but would send the Holy Spirit to keep them going in the right direction, washing feet and loving each other. If they got sidetracked, the Spirit would swoop in or whisper quietly but insistently to re or resist their wayward path and push them back onto His. He'd made himself clear about that this last time they were together, or so he hoped, that they were to take care of each other, take the servant's role, and love each other like he loved them. from the 14th chapter of Mark's Gospel. Jesus told them, You are going to feel that your world is falling apart and that it's my fault. There's a scripture that says, I will strike the shepherd, the sheep will scatter. But after I'm raised up, I will go ahead of you, leading the way to Galilee. Peter blurted out, Even if everyone else is ashamed of you when things fall to pieces, I won't be. Jesus said, Don't be so sure. Today, this very night, in fact, before the rooster crows twice, you will deny me three times. Peter blustered in protest, even if I have to die with you, I will never deny you. All the others said the same thing. They came to an area called Gethsemane. Jesus told his disciples, sit here while I pray. He took Peter, James, and John with him. He sank into a pit of suffocating darkness. He told them, I feel bad enough right now to die. Stay here and keep vigil with me. Going a little ahead, he fell to the ground and prayed for a way out. Father, you can, can't you? Get me out of this. Take this cup away from me. But please, not what I want. What do you want? Jesus came back and found them sound asleep. He said to Peter, Simon, you went to sleep on me. Can't you stick it out with me a single hour? Stay alert. Be in prayer, so you don't enter the danger zone without even knowing it. Don't be naive. Part of you is eager, ready for anything in God. But another part is as lazy as an old dog sleeping by the fire. Jesus went back and prayed the same prayer. Returning again, he found them sound asleep. They simply couldn't keep their eyes open, and they didn't have a plausible excuse. He came back a third time and said, Are you going to sleep all night? No, you've slept long enough. Time's up. The Son of Man is about to be betrayed into the hands of sinners. Get up. Let's get going. My betrayer has arrived. No sooner were the words out of his mouth when Judas one of the twelve showed up, bringing with him a bunch of thugs sent by the high priests, religious scholars and leaders, brandishing swords and clubs. The betrayer had worked out a signal with them. The one I kiss, that's the one, sees him. Make sure he doesn't get away. He went straight to Jesus and said, Rabbi, and kissed him.
Christ knelt and washed his disciples' feet. As we follow his example, grant us servant hearts that we might love without counting the cost and serve not thinking of our own status but putting others before ourselves. May our church be a servant community and may we live and proclaim the grace of the gospel. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Christ broke bread, shared it among his disciples and said, This is my body given for you. May we who share in Christ's generosity be generous to others. May we hunger and thirst for reconciliation. May we, like him, be peacemakers. And may we give of ourselves, not counting the cost. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Christ took the cup and said, drink from it, all of you. May we seek unity in the church, holding firm to the essentials, but treating all other matters with a gentleness of touch. We pray for those who feel alienated from the church, that they may know the unconditional welcome of the Jesus, the friend of sinners. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Christ was betrayed by one of those closest to him. By the power of the Spirit, may we have courage to be faithful even to the end and to bear witness to the crucified King. We pray for our nation and for those in authority, so often ashamed to acknowledge Christian faith. For those who uphold our laws, that they may pursue what is right and just. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Christ knelt in the garden and wept for the sins of the world. Break our hearts, that may we weep for this world, torn apart and broken by war, greed and exploitation. Remind us of our responsibility for the hungry, the destitute and the lost and grant us eyes to see beyond the cross to a new creation where peace rules and every tear is wiped away. Merciful Father, I accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. On this first Monday Thursday, this last supper night, all of Jesus' friends were there, the twelve who were especially close to him. So
some of whom we may feel we know well, too, because they seem to represent us. Peter, who denied him. Judas, who betrayed him. Thomas, who doubted himself every bit as much as he doubted Jesus' return. And the others. They, too, represent the secret, silent ways we all fail to live by washing feet and loving each other. With whom do you most identify tonight? Who holds your secret with them? May you see God's light on the path ahead when the road you walk is dark. May you always hear, even in your hour of sorrow, the gentle singing of the lark. When times are hard, may hardness never turn your heart to stone. May you always remember when the shadows fall, you do not walk alone. <laughs>